By the way, I did get a letter, Robin, from Ralphie. Now, you know Ralphie. Yes, Ralphie, the comedian. The comedian. Uh, Mr. Stern, I just wanted to write you today to express my condolences for your loss. And he goes on to talk about his dogs and that uh, he lost his uh, dog. And he says that he wanted to let me know he made a substantial donation to the North Shore Animal League in memory of Bianca, my dog. How is Ralphie? Because the last time we talked about him, he was having some health issues. Well, he signs it imperfectly yours. So maybe <laughs> so, maybe his health isn't that great. Yeah. I like the house to cold. eat a lot scares me when she's driving and that always causes a fight i like to fuck in the morning and i like to fuck at night sometimes it drives me crazy oh those things you do you're a big fat gentile and you're a dirty jew <laughs> sometimes you are Sometimes you're not right I like to eat puss in the morning And I suck dick at night Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast And now your hosts, Rocky May and Lana Turner Thank you for coming back and listening to us, folks It's uh, Ralphie May and Lana Turner. And this is the Perfect Ten Podcast. We are imperfectly yours. And uh, <laughs> As we, Howard Stern said, you wrote in the letter to him. I know. I know. I can't believe he read that off the air. That's so awesome. I didn't even do it for that reason. He was When I did his show, it was, he was so nice to me and so amazing. I was only supposed to be on there for 15 minutes. I ended up being on there for three hours, probably because I wouldn't shut up just like on this <laughs> fucking podcast. No. Okay. All right. But he and Robin are so nice to me, and and like you know, like I send them things for you know when when uh, when stuff happens, you know, or big things go on, like like for uh, Robin's charities, I send send substantial amount of money, and then and then um, we when I did a, I did a show up in the uh, Hamptons, uh, I did I gave the money locally, I kept the money local, I gave it to the North Shore Animal League. And so those rich people's money wouldn't leave that area and go to something whether they wanted it to go to something right or not. And then when I heard him talking about uh, the death of his English bulldog, Bianca, it just broke me down. It just tore me up. And, and, uh, and it brought back all the, the, the tears of Pimp and, and how much love I have for him. And, and, and also hit me because, you know, we have Hoochie Mama. And, yeah. and and she's such a belle and just a peach and she's so funny and I I love them so much and then it just it makes it so hard you know when you are uh, when you when you're out there on the road or you're thinking about them and you don't have them with you and I mean they they become your children and unless you've had that relationship with them and and sometimes it's a reluctant relationship you know. Like you didn't want to be a, a mommy to to Pimpy. Not at first, not but at I first. fell madly in love. Yeah, you fell madly yeah. in love. You became a reluctant parent. Yeah, and and that's I think what Howard did too, and and because uh, he didn't want a dog at first really? either. Really, that was and Beth was the one. Yeah, I've heard him talk about it, and and he became a reluctant parent and and fell in love and fell deeply in love, and to the point of um, maybe a little more than than the first one did. You know, 
you know, Pimp's passing really hit me hard, but uh, I think it hit you a little harder. Oh, my God. And, and I don't know, I had to pick you up off the ground. But it's not every day you get to uh, get to have, a, a, an, you know, hang out with an icon. You're getting to hang out with Howard Stern and Robin Quivers. I mean, they're, they're icons. They're, how awesome is it, though, that these icons are talking about you? I mean, that's like the equivalent of the Beatles talking about you. God, it feels that way. It really does. I mean, these guys are, they're, they're legends. I mean, you know, Howard, Howard changed media. He changed radio. He changed uh, everything. Now he's, now he's changing television with, you know, America's Got Talent. You know, I mean, he's done, he's done so much. And he's done so much nice things for nice people, you know. I mean, you know, when I, told, I called you when I heard him talking about the death of Sam Kennison. And how, how he relayed that, that uh, Sam's death was, uh, Sam was 39 years of age and I was 39 and I was driving to the Riverside Casino and, and in Laughlin, Nevada, the same route, exact route that listening Sam was taking. To him tell that story. I was listening to him and I was thinking about my relationship with Cowhead down in Tampa and Paul, uh, from Paul Young Ron in Miami and my relationship with, uh, John and Brady and, and KUPD and, and uh, in Phoenix and and I just I had to pull over and 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 just cry it out because it was so he personified my feelings and and that if I you know how much love I have for these guys in radio and what it meant for me being a road comic having them take me into their house just like Howard took Sam Kennison into his house and fed him made sure he had a home cooked meal and. And how, how nice Howard was to me and that the connection is so synergistic, you know, like 20 years later, you know, I'm that guy, you know, that, that is living that thing. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's uh, awe-inspiring. You know, Howard's turn makes me cry sometimes when I um, am listening to something that he's talking about and then I have to pick up the kids and turn him the fuck off. That pisses me off. I don't even cry. turn him off when I'm picking up the kids. You can't. <laughs> I let him listen. I let him listen. That's what we have foul mouth kids. Hey, you know what? Those kids are going to be awesome and smart <laughs> and intelligent because they listen to intelligent adult conversation. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I would rather. I'm just I would, making a joke I would for fuck's sake. Listen Come on. to Howard Stern than that stupid fucking faggot mouse. Okay, that uh, that that Mickey Mouse, that creep. Okay, or or those or those high pitched. F- fucking rodents what, what's what's the fucking fascination with rodents okay chipmunks rodents oh the chipmunks singing oh god rats yeah. mice disgusting fucking disgusting with their high-pitched voice oh dude just they're fucking blights on the earth and they've got my kids singing shit songs with them go fuck yourself chipmunks all right How, let's do that <laughs> one a very fuck chipmunk christmas fuck you you creeps all right, I'd rather have Howard Stern uh, doing something funny and talking intelligent and being you, you know, using good grammar and diction and and proper words and teaching as he teaches the mutts around him how to like, you know, brush their teeth, okay, <laughs> and clean up. I mean, that's a lesson that that my kids need to learn too. They need to learn learn how to brush their fucking teeth, you know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you th- that you feel that way, Ralph. That's, that's, that's exactly how I feel. I love Howard Stern. You know. Um, he expressed some concern about your health. That's I know. something that probably a lot of our fans and people who are listening to you right now are also concerned because yeah. you had a bad, bad health scare. 
Not yeah, I was, uh, man, I was bad sick. I had, this is the reason I had to quit smoking marijuana. This is the reason I had to uh, stop a bunch of shit. Okay, um, I had, uh, last year, um, I had bilateral double pneumonia and pulmonary embolisms. I uh, almost died. I was uh, at Tampa General, the, the doctors and nurses at Tampa General uh, saved my life. I was in ICU for uh, seven days. Um, I was awake for 11 days. They told me if I had fallen asleep, I would have died. Um, they only gave me a 20% chance of living. Um, they, uh, they broke up the clots in me chemically, and uh, my lungs were able to uh, uh, get all that nasty infection out of me. Um, but it was, it was difficult. I mean, it was very, very hard. It was an arduous journey that I had to make the choice. And and you know, I uh, I don't tell many people this very often, but um, you know, when I was uh, when we the doctor, the head of pulmonology, Doctor Katz, came in, and um, at one a.m. and I was fine. I had walked from one one uh, uh, one gurney to the other gurney instead of having them carry me or uh, anything like that. Good luck with that, huh? I know, but I didn't want to be. The, well, they had a they have a lift team there that could do it. Oh yeah. I didn't want to be the guy that had to be lifted to another gurney, so I just walked over there, going, "This is all crap. I'll be out of here tomorrow." I didn't even think about canceling my gig. At that point, I thought okay. you looked pretty good. Yeah, I did. I mm-hmm. did. But what I did apparently was loosen a blood clot that was in my legs and and send it into my lungs and while i was talking to dr katz it felt like i got stabbed through the shoulder of my right shoulder not my left one would you think that's the heart attack shoulder my left shoulder and it was my right one and it went it felt through like it went through the bone and into my lung and i'm like i'm like calling for you and i can't get my words out i can't get and it freaked you out it just freaked everybody out and and um, and here comes Dr. Katz and and the the respiratory team are all get switching masks out on me and and like getting all this equipment on me. I'm right there in ICU and it's a respiratory event and and uh, Dr. Katz very calmly to the side. He's telling them what to do and what to get to him. and he's like, uh, Mr. May, you're severe. You're experiencing a severe pulmonary event. I believe right now a blood clot is blocking. Uh, your arteries that are going into your lungs from getting oxygen, and that's why you cannot breathe. Uh, the bottom part of your lungs, I believe, are filled with fluid from the bilateral double pneumonia, and uh, you, sir, are very close to death. Okay? Um, I recommend, this is my personal recommendation, that if I could get radiology in here right now, I would, uh, I would have them... Uh, uh, use a, they would go in through the neck and they would put this uh, a tube down your, uh, into the vein leading up from your uh, legs and they would put a filter in and then they would go through and they would blow up as many blood clots as they could find and if they got them all, you will live and if they get them fast enough, you will live and if not, you will die on the table. Unfortunately, I can't get them here till tomorrow at 7.30. So that's when I'd like to do the procedure. And, uh, and that's when you said, well, what are his chances? And the doctor said about 20 to 30%. And you go, of, of dying? And he goes, no, of living. And that's when I realized that I had a 
70 to 80 percent chance of dying. All right, and they and and that's when this big biker-looking respiratory tech came over and whispered in my ear. He goes, "Look, I just told your wife that you were gonna be fine and you're gonna be sleeping like a baby by 3 a.m. You better fucking breathe, man. You're gonna breathe. You're gonna fucking die. Do you understand me, man? All right. And this guy had a ponytail and a goatee, and he was 50s and it's fat and looked like a fucking biker. All right. And he was just whispering in my ear." I will fuck, I swear to fucking God, I will bring you back to life and let you die again if you fucking make this girl cry. Do you understand me? All right? And, I'm, and I just fucking breathed. I just breathed and breathed and breathed. I did everything I could. Now, when I was in the hospital and I was still under, I was on the CPAP, I was having a machine that was blowing air into my lungs at 50 miles an hour, and, uh, and I was coughing up. Oh, my God, the stuff I was coughing up was horrible it was like uh it was like a, a, a blunt rap from uh 2002 there was a there was a joint from me and willie nelson smoked at the at kzla and in, in, in los angeles there was there was some snoop dog weed that that they didn't find on me in guam okay there was all <laughs> it was all this stuff coming up out of me it was horrible all right and uh and I remember the doctors asking me, do you smoke? And I go, no. And, and Lana was like, tell them, tell them. And I'm like, no, I don't smoke. And she goes, tell them. And I, and I go, cigarettes. And he goes, what, you smoke something else? I'm like, yeah. Uh, like, like what? Like, what do you smoke? Marijuana. All right. And, and he's trying to be cool, right? So, because, like, Hey, I smoked a little weed in college, you know. So how much it, what would you smoke, like one or two joints a day? And I go, I started off with that. And uh, and Lana was like, no, it was a lot more. It was a way lot more. It was a whole lot more. And uh, finally asked me how much it was. And it was four ounces of weed and 40 grams of hash a, a week. And uh, that's and that's the primo shit too, man. That was the best weed in California, and uh, um, and they said that that was damaging my lungs, um, that my lungs couldn't recover because the pulmonary embolisms had had uh, created dead spots on my uh, on my lungs, and if I continued to smoke like that, I would cause holes in my lungs, and uh, they would never heal. They would be it would be the same as if cancer was eating away at them. It would be just be rot. And once they described it like that, I was like, yeah, okay, I won't smoke no more. Don't worry about it. It's cool. And then I was like, you know, I was in me, I was still trying to find a way to get around it and still stay a stoner. And I was like, what about edibles? And they were going, hey, maybe, maybe, I don't know. And then they did all my, uh, my endocrine levels and stuff, and they found out that I had... Um, uh, low testosterone along with low thyroid levels and that was leading to me being um, overweight was th that I hormonally I was off big time off uh, like way off and when they said you know you know that that your thyroid level was off I was like oh okay I've heard about that and then they go what your testosterone's off and I'm like holy shit the pneumonia fucked up my balls 
All right, and they go, they go no, um, you, uh, you, uh, uh, you, you make the right amount of testosterone for a hundred and eighty pound man, but that was three hundred pounds ago, and so uh, your nuts are having a little bit of hard time, and so we're going to uh, we're going to give you testosterone replacement, but you can't uh, uh, with that use marijuana. Marijuana has the highest amounts of estrogen. And if you add estrogen when you're taking testosterone replacement, it only makes your body produce more estrogen. And, uh, and so you'll be countering all the stuff that we're trying to counter. And so marijuana's off your charts. You can't do it. And I was like, damn. But uh, I went to rehab, and, um, and I'm still working at it. And I'm uh, working with uh, several doctors I'm under medical care. I'm, I'm working with... Uh, Dr. Louis Aroni in New York, um, uh, a doctor, and, and he's identified um, an, uh, more hormonal things. And apparently I'm about one in eight million fat people. Ralphie, that was really heavy. Um, I know. Sorry. But, you know, we can add a little levity now because we have another installment of Cooking with Porn Stars. Yeah, we, man. Awesome. We're lucky enough to get Tabitha Stevens, which also ties in very well with Howard Stern. Yeah, she's a long-time Howard Stern guest. That's right. It's a good connection. I love So her. this is the Howard Stern I Almost Died Perfect 10 podcast. Give this a listen. Yep. Oh yeah, the kitchen's always hotter when you're cooking with porn stuff. Mm. No, that's what I call a large portion. My my parents would always make roasts and things like that, and I was never really. I just I I would eat the chicken and turkey, and I like fish, but I wasn't really into like meat that much. But my mom would do eggplant, like eggplant parmesan. My favorite. Always love that. So that that's one of my favorite things. I am a huge fan of porn mm-hmm. as a woman. Um, and, and I don't say that, like, I don't watch a lot of porn. Like, I haven't, I've, I'm familiar with you. Right. Because of all the other things, like from Howard Stern, and just because you've been around for years, and I've seen your picture for years. Um but I'm a huge a fan of of women in porn who are successful at what they do and become like you, just well known and successful and and famous for it. Like it's it's a whole different thing. Like you're so sharp and have to be so super smart and on it to be able to get to where you've gotten in your career. And I'm really interested in hearing about that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, and it's tough because nowadays anybody is a a porn star these days, you know, everybody's trying to be the porn star and, you know, it's not the same as it used to be. To me, I got in in 1995 and at that time, everybody was tan, you know, they, most of the girls had boob jobs, you had to be thin, you took care, you had nice hair, you had fake nails, you know, you you really took care of yourself and nowadays it's not the same anymore. It's kind of like, what happened? Like, it's a free-for-all, like, and now girls are getting in the business for the wrong reason. I got in because I was a rich board housewife. 
I met um, these people at the gym who were in porn, and they'd asked if I wanted to do a movie, and and pretty much, to make a long story short, I left my first husband to be in porn and did it ever since. So that was in 1995. So I was 25 years old when I got into porn. And actually, that's pretty, that's older to get into porn at that time. Now you're getting women in their 30s and 40s. I'm actually 42 right now. I never lie about my age. I don't care. I'm like, I you're don't care. 42. Yes, 42. Look, it's you. Yes, I will be 43 in February. And your body, you've got like a body of like a 16-year-old. I, I try. <laughs> you know, but I'm lucky because I'm petite and I eat really healthy and I, you know, I work out, but I do my own workout at home. I won't go to the gym because, you know, people recognize me from Howard Stern or from Dr. Nano 2 and and it's... It's more of like a freak fest to them because it's like, oh, yeah, you're that girl. It's like, I'm just wanting to do my biceps, man. <laughs> Can you let me do my workout? So I try not to go to the gym. You know, I try to do all that. And what, yeah. what is your workout? Like, what do you do? Because I'm sure I would love to know how you stay in such good shape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Mm, you're like feeding my fucking pussy, huh? Actually, I just recorded my first exercise video. Did you really? Yes. Is it, you know what, you should do like one where you like fucking stay in shape. <laughs> no, that, that's going to be part two. Oh yeah, now I'm going to dance. I'm going to do these crazy dance things. Because I took dance, um, dancing school professionally for 14 years. So I did tap and jazz. So I actually can dance too on top of it. So, you know, beyond stripping, of course, because you know stripping is always, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're a dancer. Sure. Yeah, you dance on the pole. No, I took tap and jazz, and I'm um, actually in the Guinness Book of World Records. I want to say that was in 1983 or 84. Uh, I have to look that up. I don't know if my name, it should be in there, for the gathering of the world's largest tap dancers to tap down in front of Macy's in New York City. And I had to take people off the street. I had to have a group of nine people and teach them how to do the routine. Oh, cool. So we actually got in Guinness Book of World Records because of it. So it's like there's more to it because a lot of people think porn star, oh, yeah, she just sung a bunch of cock and da 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 da. No, there's more to us. So what I'm going to do now is um, chop the eggplant into slices. I like to do them um, about half an inch thick. So I'm going to slice the eggplant in half in and half inch slices, and then I'm going to uh, batter up the eggs. So it almost looks like you're going to make scrambled eggs and you're going to put that into a bowl. So let's do that. You didn't go like a lot of women are strippers and then end up going to porn. So you, I did strip though. I did. Um, but then I got married and there was no intention of porn. I had seen part of a, a porn scene my entire life one time. And Ron Jeremy was in it. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> like, he creeped me out. It's just because the, ma- the faces he made, I'm like, who would have sex with that man, right? Because it was just freaky to me. I've had sex with Ron Jeremy more times than, I can't even tell you, than anybody else I think in the business. Because what? he's a great guy. He's a great friend. And I look back and I laugh now because he reminded me of Mario Brothers, you know? And it's just kind of <laughs> like, ew, no. And then I did. I ended up having sex with him. Like, it He's one of my good friends. I love him. Love him. You know, in, in Los Angeles, like I've run into him in various places. He works very, very hard. He's very well connected. He's really super sweet. Yes. And a smart guy to talk to. Like, oh, he's amazing. And Go he ahead. can suck his own dick. 
So you put all that together. Not anymore, though. I asked him to in one of my movies. He's like, well, I have to do a lot of throw-ups and push-ups. And I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, no. But he can't get over his belly right now. (laughs) He's like, that's why you're here. I'm like, yeah, right. And it's funny because out of the three times I've ever gotten sperm in my eye, two have been him. Two. And out of, like, 17 years. Oh, fuck. What? You're building it up for me, baby? Okay. You're gonna make me fucking eat your shit. Yeah, you want some Yeah, I need some. Oh, You're gonna give it to me, okay? Come here, hold me down. Oh, oh, fuck. Um, so then, okay, so in, in 1995, you're, you said you were a housewife. Like, mm-hmm. you met your husband early, you were young. And you're in a gym in Vegas. And how did this person approach you? Like, you want to be important? Obviously, you were gorgeous working out. They saw you and thought you would have potential. But how did that conversation go down? You know, it's funny. I met um, the girl. Her name was Raquel Darian. She was a vivid girl. And she and I looked. We have the same real name. And at the gym, they would, like, if somebody got a phone call at the gym. Because at that time, cell phones weren't that big, you know. And um, I remember they they were saying one of the names. And... We both went to the phone at the same time, and everybody's like, oh, my God, you guys look alike. Like, we did. And I was blonde. I have blonde hair, naturally. And hers was a little bit darker, but we had the same shape, the same build, same height, everything, same eye color. And her face was similar. And um, everybody was like, you know, wow, you know, you guys, they would confuse us. And her husband, I don't know if it was actually her husband, but her man at the time had said, hey, you know, we need a couple for a scene. And we became friends through the gym. I never hung out with them, but for a scene, would you and your husband be interested in doing this? And my husband went to the gym with me a couple times. It wasn't a lot. And I said, you know, he would never do that, but, you know, it's kind of cool. Can I see it? And if I like it, can I do it? And he said, okay, uh, you need to get an HIV test and everything. And so I did, and I asked my husband, and he said, as long as it's with a girl, if that's what's going to make you happy. At that point, you know, it was like, I was depressed. I thought I was ugly. It was this whole big thing because all he did was work and I was a housewife. And go to, all I did was go to the gym all the time. Like seriously, six days a week I was in the gym. And um, it, it was just very depressing for me. So he thought, you know, if that's going to make you happy, go do it. The night before I go to do the scene, I go and I watched it. Uh, I flew to LA. I was living in Vegas. I watched how they shot. I'm like, oh, I can do this. It's easy. You know, it's like no biggie. That night I called my parents my grandmother, my sister, and my brother. And I said, listen, I respect you. I love you guys. If you do not want me to do this, I will not do this. And they all said, it's your life. You do whatever you want to do. If you're ever going to have kids, you're going to have to tell them. So that's your choice you're going to have to make. We'll respect your decision. And next day, I went, shot porn, never went home. You know, it was like I left my husband at that point, and I never went back to my old house, I don't think. Oh, maybe once I did, but yeah. I left him with the house, the cars. We had a lot of money. I didn't, you know, I didn't really want anything. I said to him, okay, for three years, I would like, you know, I wanted $60,000. That's all I wanted. Now here's, we had like, seriously, he had a lot of money. We had everything. And I'm like, I just want 60 grand cash. I'm done. I want to make a career for myself and that's it. And I did. I made a name for myself and, you know, that's how it was. So now that we're frying up the eggplant, we have a few to the side. What we're going to do is take the eggplant and put it in our baking dish that has our marinara sauce on the bottom. And then 
Here we go. We're going to put them down one by one. Now we're going to take a slice of cheese and put it on each eggplant. Then take some extra sauce, pour it on top of that. And then we're going to take another slice of eggplant, put it on top of the other eggplant with the cheese. And continue the process until the pan is filled. And the last thing we're going to put on top right now, ready to go. Here we go. We're going to take the cheese. We're going to finish it off with the cheese on top. Alrighty. And pour a little bit of sauce on top. And we're going to bake it for about 20 minutes. Unless the cheese is bubbling. You don't want the cheese to burn on top. How much money have you in one... For one scene or one movie, what's the largest chunk of change you've been paid to be in um, in a film? Or? Everything's different. The one thing I did, I did a blowjob for five grand once for a movie, and that took seriously ten minutes to shoot. So that's the most. <laughs> but that was a return shoot thing for as fun. in film, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I got shot too. And I think I scared the guy. It was funny because I don't know what somebody must have said something like, "Oh, it's Tabitha, and she's going to destroy you." I'm like, "What? This? I'm sucking dick." How do you destroy somebody? You know, I'm like, what? And the guy's face is just like, oh. And I'm just like, dude, it's cool. Don't worry. But yeah, he lost it early, though. It was I was going to say, well, he's, he, he's a professional, and he didn't. He came he up was in newer. five minutes. Oh, there's so you got him one, yeah. young. So, yeah, but I just did that weird thing. I did this thing called the double twist fist. Look at him. He's like, bone or ding, ding, ding. No, but. I <laughs> what? Can't get up. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh you can't stand up? Oh, okay. oh no. I don't you, want to hear about the under table. What's under a double table. fist? What is this? It's a double twist fist. Let's, let's look at Tom while you're so telling what I this. do is I spit on the head of the cock first, right? And I get it all wet. And then I take one hand and twist the top where the spongiosum is, where the head of your dick is. And then I take the bottom and I twist at the bottom. And I do it almost like they call it like the, now people say it's like the pepper turner or something. But I, I twist it like this, and then I bring it up, and then the spit goes flying, like anything that's left on it, and then I'll spit on it again, but to make it lube, so you just go up and down, it's like an instrument, and, <laughs> and that's how I do it, I'm just very creative, and, and then I just grab the testicles as I'm double twisting, and, <laughs> and that's how I do it, that's my thing, but I like to, when I'm doing it to a guy, I like to look at him in the face, because it's just like, yeah, I got your dick in my hand, and I got you by the balls, fucker, so you just fucking like that. And that's just how it is. And then the, and then done. Right under the head, if you take your finger and you lick it and you push it up just so lightly like this, like just so light, guys like that. It's like a weird, but you don't go crazy. See? It's just a light touch (laughs) because that's the effective area. But you had to focus on that. Pretend the microphone's a penis. Right. Perfect, right? Uh The spongiosum would be the top right here. You can actually use the, use the microphone and you can actually rub yeah. it because the noise so, would be interesting to hear. Yeah. So it's just kind of like this. Like I'd bring it up and then I would twist it to the side and then I would take the top over. I don't want to kill anybody's ears. No, I'd take not. the top and, and rub it like that, but I would spit on it first. And then I like stringers, which you know what stringers are, right? When you spit and it's that long string of spit, I like to, I mean, I take it all the way down the throat, pull it out, and like tons of saliva is all over it. And then you just twist it and twist it twist it and bring it around, bring it under the testicles, squeeze them, pull them, not too hard, and then just put it right back in and take it all the way down, bring it right back out, twist it again, and just let the saliva fly. And this, this is your this is your signature this is move. Thing. And, and obviously, you know, I mean, not everybody knows everybody in porn, you know, but come on, I've been around for a long time. You know, you know the name, you know, if you don't know the person, but that's my thing. I mean, I suck at anal. I will not lie. I am horrible at anal. My vagina is so tight that these guys are so big. They get in there for two seconds and they want to blow. I, I'm not the greatest. At, I mean, I can 
do good sex scenes. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a very dirty talker. I'm known for my dirty talk and my blowjobs. Because otherwise, to me, sex is sex. And it's like, okay, so you bent her over in doggy. Everybody gets bent over in doggy. And you know what? I cannot stick two penises in my vagina. I'm lucky I can stick one in my vagina. I'm not going to stick five dildos in my ass because I can't. You know, so I focus on the things that I'm good at. And that was my thing, always. Feeding it with that fucking monster? Uh-huh. It's all you, baby. Uh-huh. It's all fucking you. Ooh, shit. <laughs> that garlic bitch. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. So that's your, that's your, fa- is that your favorite thing to do? Is yes. Like to get, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So you love to get blowjobs. Yes. I, as far as having oral performed on me, I am so picky. And if it's not done right, it's like, say, so yeah, no, don't touch it. Seriously, I get really weird about it because if it's, I don't like when guys do that flicky thing with their tongue because they see it in porn, so they think it's okay. Mm-hmm. No, make out with the vagina. Don't do, what the fuck is that? I have a vibrator for that. I don't need your tongue for that. Kiss it like like it's a passionate thing. Don't go, that's just me. I mean, everybody likes their own thing. That's just me. So it's like, if you're going to start wiggling your, making that pointy weird tongue and trying thinking you're getting it right, you ain't getting it right. So why don't you just sit up I'm going to suck your dick. I'm going to fuck you. You're going to blow. And I'll see you later. You know? <laughs> End of story. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> okay, guys. Let's take the eggplant out of the oven. It's ready. You awesome. ready? Oh, my God. This looks so excited? good. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to serve you guys. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. No. I want to do it in my own special way, though. Okay. The way I only know how. With. My tits. Here we go. <laughs> Here they come. Ah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope nobody gets their eye poked out. Sorry. I, I have these nipples that are like erasers. I'm sorry. Just sorry. I think that's more than service with a smile right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and now let's eat. Whoever said anything about no shirt, no shoes, no service. Exactly. Right? Okay. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so y'all like are, are chewing into the mic. <laughs> I know. I feel weird doing that. Mm-hmm. Really good. The cheese is awesome. Like that. That I know why you wanted that special cheese. I made it from my breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating that you have breast milk. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've had it since I was like, I noticed it at twelve when I was twelve years old. I noticed it. Isn't this a great dinner conversation? <laughs> I guess I have. I was uh, touching my boobs and um, when I was twelve, and uh, milk started squirting out. Yeah, no, I've always had that. Thank you so much for oh, thank for you. cooking this wonderful meal. Thank I'm you so for impressed. Me in your kitchen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so unfortunately, Ralphie wasn't able to be present for the cooking, but he did get to taste her food. We froze it, and he got to eat it. So here's a little audio of him tasting Tabitha's cooking. It's really good. Yeah, she did a good job. Good job, Tabitha. Sometimes eggplant tastes kind of fucked up, you know. This is actually really good. Yeah, well, I know you're specific. When you make your eggplant, you soak it, right? You soak yeah. it in a, and yeah. to try and take the bitterness out. She didn't do that, which I was yeah. concerned about, but it. I guess it was it was cooked well enough to yeah. where you didn't even didn't matter. She cut it really thin. It's good. Yeah. yeah but, but always do that, y'all. If you're making eggplant at home, uh, just j- just try it. Just 
uh, peel it, okay, cut it, soak it in salt water for 45 minutes, and you're going to come back, and that water is going to be black. And what that did, it just removed all the bitterness from the eggplant, all right? Sometimes eggplant will make you have a like an itchy feeling in the back of your uh, throat. You get a little bit of allergic reaction to it. And if you soak it, it never does. It never does. There's a little cooking tip from the kid, Ralphie May. Can you imagine the taste in her mouth for getting 10K <laughs> for one BJ? Oh, my God. And that, that Wow. Tastes that, like money. And tastes like a shitload of money, man. Oh, my God. But it's the double fist twist. The double fist twist that, that <laughs> her patented move sounds like a double Dutch move, like a, like a jump rope thing. It's the double twist fist or twist fist miss. Or, like, I don't know. It's either that or an ice cream cone. It's like, uh, can I get that double fist twist? It, it, it must be. I, and, uh, and that and housekeeping and a car. <laughs> um, uh, 10K for one blowjob. Oh my God! I, it's Tabitha I, Stevens. I don't give. I don't give a shit if she could wiggle her nose and make a fucking new, something magical happen. <laughs> okay, there's no like fucking way one blowjob is worth ten fucking grand, man. Right? There's no way. Who does that? What guy goes? Yeah, today I'm gonna spend ten grand on a blowjob. Well, Oh, my God. She is a talented woman with a long, hard career in porn. Yep, and she's taking quite a licking at it, too. I'm telling you. She uh, she really, really has. Oh, you know, my God. She really does take a pummeling at some of those little videos. She's a sweetheart, and she's she is beautiful. Really nice. Yeah, she's really nice, and she's a beautiful woman. And to see somebody have that many surgeries, you know, you hear people talking about it a lot, and it was a big part of our conversation She's had so much done to her, and uh, what do you right? think about that? What is what kind? What is your thoughts? I mean, she's had like everything done. She's had uh, uh, lips, cheeks, nose, breast, and like uh, her boobs. Cellulite. I think it's six different breast implants, I believe. Six different breast implants. That's twelve boob jobs, twelve wow. different titties that she's wow. had. It it just worries you when you meet That's her more because breast you think than, like four buckets of. KFC. <laughs> right. I mean, She's had a lot. half dozen. <laughs> you know, you just, you think, wow, you were, you are beautiful. You were flawless, but yet you went under the knife so many times. So, it, so many times. Yeah. Cause she, I she hope had she doesn't no body do anymore. fat. She had no body fat. I mean, she, you see the way she works out. She's in such amazing shape. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's down to like probably eight or 10% body fat at most. I mean, she's, she's she is, um, like an rail. hourglass. Yeah. Her her waist is literally a waist. It's so tiny. And uh, I don't believe that she ever eats any kind of eggplant parmesan. <laughs> she swears that she does, but I'm not buying it. I don't know, man. That's not me being I, bitchy. I, I, just... I ate some, and it didn't make me look all skinny and shit. You know? <laughs> so I don't know what the hell she's putting in her eggplant parmesan. She's not putting in mine. But this is... Goddamn ridiculous! But yeah, I'm excited. I want to see her her nude uh, her workout video. Yeah, she's got a nude and um, like a nude workout. Yeah, I actually think that if she put out just a regular workout video, people would want to do it. Yeah, just she's to, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. So and Tabitha, she, if you're listening, you are perfect. You are gorgeous. You don't need to do anything else. You're beautiful. Yeah, except for come back and yeah. uh, and, and hang cook, out with and be naked in my house in Vegas. 
Yes, yes, Thomas is going to came and hang out with us in Vegas uh, when we're there at the South Point in October. Mm -hmm. She's going to be there. And oh, by the way, and um, Jill Kelly's going to come out too. She said. You mentioned she was. You mentioned how Tabitha was naked in the house. So we're going to be featuring Tabitha, some of the video from her coming over to cook um, on the Perfect Ten Pod dot com website, in which she's topless serving us the food. Yeah, thank God she's you know had the decorum enough to keep her giner locked away, <laughs> so we didn't have to you know it's like hey you lost some eggplant oh hey that's not eggplant parmesan <laughs> okay Ralph well, let's go through our dates okay um I'm gonna be with you all this week tomorrow we're gonna be in Salem Oregon and on Friday we're gonna be in Portland Saturday the fifteenth Seattle Washington and Sunday the sixteenth Spokane Washington. You guys can get all those tickets online. You can check us out on our websites or go to the various venues in the various cities, and you will find us there. So go get your tickets. Thanks so much. Live from Nashville, Tennessee, in the world-famous Mercy Lounge. Glossary. Glossary.
listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers. Hello, Perfect 10 podcast fans. Do you want to win a trip to Las Vegas? We're going to fly out three lucky couples to the South Point Casino, where they'll see Ralphie Mae perform live, have dinner with him and Lana, and receive an all-inclusive hotel room, spa package, and flights from anywhere in America. To enter to win, just follow all three accounts on Twitter, at Ralphie underscore May, at Lana Turner, and at Perfect10Pod, and download and rate our show on iTunes. Whoever has the best five-star ratings and comments on follows all three accounts will win. Feel free to comment on iTunes as much as you want. The more times you comment, the better your chances are of winning. Enter today.